They say home is where the heart is, so I wonder why your motherfucker always feeling heartless. Welcome to the very first episode of Doubly Negative. I'm Chris, I'm here with my friend Kyle, and today we are going to talk about depression. Let's make it fun. Doubly negative, huh? Is that the choice? It is the choice. I had consulted you about it, and you seemed cool with it, so I just ran with it. Okay. Um, this is the first time hearing that's the decision, but I like it. I do like that one. I mean, it fits. I mean, we have this episode where we're talking about depression, and we have this super secret episode that we can't release until later about relationships and my divorce. So, <laughs> when we get a Patreon, please subscribe. The extra valuable episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's worth it. It's okay. worth it. Okay, so uh, yeah, so this one's about depression, and I, I did. Uh, you asked me what we wanted to talk about, and I mentioned this because it's a topic we talked about a little bit a couple weeks ago, but we never really got into it. Yeah, and I think um, a big common misconception with depression is a lot of people will say, "Oh, my life is good. I can't be depressed. Why would I, I have nothing to be depressed over?" But it's not as simple as that. Definitely not. No. Um, and before we started talking on, on air, we were, um, you were, you were saying like, it's okay to be sad. It's normal to be sad. Um, and something I wanted to talk about was like the difference between sad and depression. Yeah. You know, like, have you experienced it yourself? Depression? Yes. Yeah. And I think it took me a while to realize that because I thought I would go through phases where I was just more like bleh than usual. Mm -hmm. And then... You think, oh, just chalk it up, bad day, I'm just sad today, like, this happened, it could be this. But, um, like, I, I never really realized that I had issues with depression until recently. And that has nothing to do with um, the divorce or anything like that, but it was just, I took a step back and I was like, well, maybe, maybe I'm depressed. Like, it's not normal to be sad this many days consecutively. Right. And I do a good job of, like, not hiding it, but... I'm very good at just, like, moving forward, like, I'm not going to let this ruin my day, I have stuff to do. So, I didn't really realize it until recently. I think that's really common. That's how it works for me, too. <clears throat> Usually when I realize I've been depressed, it's it's not like, oh, I feel depressed today. It's like, oh, I just, I've, I've been depressed for months. And it takes, it takes <laughs> going through those months of depression to look back and say, oh, something's not right here. Yeah, because for me, um... And pretty much everything I say is just going to be for me because one thing I realized, I've been thinking about this stuff for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And one thing I've come to learn, and I, I learned this really deeply, is that one thing I used to do, and I think many people probably do, is they think what they feel is what other people feel too. So I'd always be thinking, thinking like, oh, I think other people feel this. But the truth is you really have no fucking idea no. what other people feel. No. So, uh, yeah, I used to do that. I think, oh, people feel this way, but real, I feel this way. <laughs> so for me, uh, it's a long, long way to get here. For me, it comes subtly and gradually. So probably the first day I start getting it, it's like not it's like a one percent or less than a one percent shift, and that happens every day until like it's become normal that feeling of being depressed. And that's why it's hard to figure out because that feeling just feels normal to you. You think this is how I feel, and it becomes normal, yeah, because it happens over a long period of time. And it is a slow build too, like. Life gets harder as days goes on sometimes. So, like, it's one of those things where all these little events start piling up. 
oh, COVID, now I can't go out. Oh, I lost my job because of COVID. And then all these things compound into this one big problem looming yep. over your head. Yep. And so I thought we were going to get to this too. I think it's a good idea to actually define depression. And you know what? I had that thought as well. I was going to mm-hmm. ask you to do it. You're more... You're more well-versed than I am in this subject. Because, like I said, I've recently realized that I may be depressed in some way. So, like, I always thought it was normal. So, mm-hmm. I, I haven't really done much looking into it. Well, I wouldn't have been able to do it either because I've looked into it before, too. But I don't remember everything I read. And it's a really complex thing. Like, I think a lot of people might just feel like, oh, I feel depressed. But there's a lot of different symptoms and stuff and unless you read about them you wouldn't really know which is which and like be able to define it so, yeah and, and some of these these symptoms you can chalk up to just like laziness exactly because you'll exactly. see like um and i had no idea like some of these symptoms where it's like oh if you find yourself like not like taking care of yourself like you stop going to the gym maybe showers become more infrequent you know your haircut mm-hmm. you let that go for a bit and you can chalk that up to just oh I don't have time or I'm lazy, but that could that's a serious symptom of depression. Like you just you don't have the want or desire to actually take care of yourself. Exactly, and yeah, I think it's it's great that you said that because one thing that's really controversial about it is that some people think it's something that you can just change your mind about, like say oh I'm depressed, and somebody says well just look on the bright side or something, right? Yeah, and that's why we have this feeling like. It's kind of like a shameful feeling when you're depressed because you feel like you've just been lazy and then you feel like you're just doing less and less and it compounds on itself, right? So anyway, um, there's nine different symptoms uh, in the DSM-5, which is the latest psychological manual. This is how they diagnose things. Uh, And you have to have five of these symptoms during the same two-week period. We'll go through the list and we'll just say check for the ones that we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the interest of people listening. Sure. So for the past two weeks, let's say. Okay. You have to have five of these of these nine. Number one, depressed mood. Uh, Could also be irritable mood. Uh, Check. Check. (laughs) Yep, check. Diminished interest or loss of pleasure in almost all activities. Check. Check. (laughs) Check. Significant weight change or appetite disturbance. That's my whole life. (laughs) I I fluctuate so often, so I guess we'll say check. Check all the time. That's been like a a 29-year battle for me. Dude, me too. My my weight can change like 50 pounds up or down a year, almost every year. We were both fatty, fatty, no friends, and then we were like, let's not do that. We got Mm -hmm. skinny, and now I'm fluffy again. You're in great shape, but like... Just always going... I'm I'm never I'm never a stable. There's no consistent. I'm either getting in really good shape or going back to bad shape. If I <laughs> if I see you in January and we don't see each other for a couple months, mm-hmm. there's a chance that I'm gonna look fucking fantastic, yep. or you're gonna see me looking fat, scraggly beard, no haircut, us. and just sauce all yep. over my shirts because <laughs> I haven't done sauce. laundry. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, check for both of us. Uh, slight sleep disturbance. I'm so. <laughs> yeah. Check. Check. Dude, I've been Are going we four to sleep. for four? Yeah. Four for four so far. Oh, God. Lately, I've been going to sleep. My sleep schedule is so bad. You know, it just gets worse and worse. Like, you start out going to bed at a respectable hour, and then you just stay up a little bit too late, and then a little bit... I, I went to bed at 5 a.m. last night. I was at 3 a.m., and I had to be up for work at 6. That's bad, dude. <laughs> I, I am on three hours of sleep right now. That's awful. Yeah. Man, so we're the same, except I'm just more lazy than you. I slept until 2. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, no. I was literally almost finishing up my shift at that point. Yeah, so sleep disturbance. Um, psychomotor agitation or retardation. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's going to be like your reflexes and stuff being slower. I can't say... I can't say check for that Actually, one. you know what? I can. Uh, I noticed going to the gym, it gradually got harder. Yeah. And... And see, some someone like me, I would be like, I'm just not as strong old age. I didn't eat well today. That's exactly what I'm like, feeling. Dude, yeah. we were talking about it. Um, I have this pain that I've had lately. And Chris is saying maybe sciatica. I don't know. But it's just a pain that I didn't have before. And now I have it. And I'm like, oh, I'm getting old. But it could just be this type of thing. Like, my body works better when I'm in a better mood. And right now, dude, I go to the gym sometimes, and I don't do anything like what I could do before. Oh, no. It's... It comes down to, like, consistency, too. Like, if you go regularly, you're not... Your skills aren't going to diminish as fast as they would if it's like, okay, I'll go one once a week, even. Yep. So, like... I went from being a powerlifter that had pretty respectable numbers in my eyes. Quite respectable. Um, to now, like, I am I got back into lifting again, and they're nowhere near. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things, it, it, it kind of sucks, because you're like... It sucks. This is hard to lift, and I used to do double this, no problem. Dude, Pete and I have this long-running joke. Uh, this this is a long joke. <laughs> but so, so Pete and I started powerlifting in college. I don't even know what year. Was that when he was doing the go mad diet? Yes. That was the one time Pete had a belly. We were making gains. Yeah, <laughs> dude. He was drinking a gallon of milk a, a day. A gallon of milk a day. Go mad. That's what it stands for. Yeah. And, oh. um, he got strong too. He did. And that's the thing. That was like, dude, that was like 10 years ago. I don't even know. It was closer to 10 years than five. Anyway. At anytime fitness, right? Because I remember we would go there sometimes. You were I gym first. Yeah. Like, way back then. And then anytime... Uh, we, we lifted a lot of gyms together. Yeah. But anyway, um, so we started that long ago. We got kind of strong. And then we both just stopped or whatever. Life got in the way or we got lazy. So every time we talk about it, we're like, dude, if we were consistent 10 years ago, dude, how much progress can you make in 10 years? By now? I could be squatting 600. Yeah. <laughs> I could easily be squatting yeah, 600. Yeah, it just takes consistency. With consistency, yep, yeah, but just isn't there. So I continually get up to the same semi-respectable number and then fall back and then get yeah. there and fall back. That's been my life anyway. And that's like with anything. Like if you just do something, even if you're mediocre, if you do it consistently for a long period of time, you're going to get good at it. But the consistency part is obviously the problem. That's the toughest part because, yeah. you know, work, uh, different life events, like you just get busy. Sometimes you're lazy. Sometimes you're depressed and you don't want to go. You don't have the, the want to go and do anything. For me, I can only blame depression. I, I can only say that it's depression because I've, I have no other excuse. Job, my job has never gotten in the way. Family's never gotten in the way. I'm either motivated, which is when I'm not depressed, like weightlifting's fun. Yeah. I want to do it. I want to get progress. It feels good. Yeah. But then when I'm depressed, it just stops feeling good. And all of a sudden I can think of anything else to do except that. Right? Yeah. And even when you think of those things to do, most of the time you're just going to sit around and scroll your phone and do absolutely nothing. Yeah. That's in my, in my case, that's, that's, that's at least the case. So, yeah, still making it through this list. Oh, yeah. We, we kind of went off the rails there. That's a bit. cool, though. Um, okay, so we're up to... We were four for five. If we count psychomotor agitation... You're at five for five. If that's I'm not sure if that's... Um, I don't know what that means exactly. We'll say four and a half out of five. Okay. Fatigue or loss of energy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, like, number one. 100%. Okay. Feelings of worthlessness. Yep. Check. 
Diminished ability to think or concentrate. Indecisiveness. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could say that. That you, one's tough. Even answering, we're both like... Oh, yeah, we're indecisive. indecisive. Yeah, we <laughs> That's so funny. I guess, maybe. <laughs> yeah, so check. <laughs> yeah, that's, okay, that's and, a clear and obvious and check. And now the big one. Uh, so this one does not have to be present, but it counts as one of the five you could have. Recurrent thoughts of death, recurrent suicidal ideation without a specific plan, or a suicide attempt or a specific plan for committing suicide. I can't say check for that. That's a tough one. And uh, this one... Uh, I would never have the balls to ever do that. See, this is I the don't... difference between okay, so suicidal ideation and planning, right? So ideation is without a specific plan. So do you ever just kind of like, ah, I just wish I was dead? I sometimes fantasize about my own death, mm-hmm. but I not me ever doing it to myself. Um, I mean, there have been times where I've thought, man, it would be so much easier if I just didn't have to do this. Yeah, yeah, so that doesn't, I'm not even sure to be honest with you, like I, I don't know this stuff that well. Yeah. But that is the type of feeling that I think, I definitely have that. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have that, but we're ashamed to even admit it. Yeah, and sometimes and I chalk it up, oh, you're just being dramatic, dude, it's a bad day. Exactly. But anyway, so again, back to this list, we absolutely have five of them, both of us, we easily checked five of them. Yeah. And that is the... Uh, that's how to tell like do you have those things then you can probably say you're feeling depressed and then the next step is how much is it fucking with you and i know you started to talk about um prescription drugs you started that topic earlier yeah so i'm kind of split on my stance because i know like there are some cases where you absolutely need to be put on medication Mm -hmm. but i also think having these emotions is normal like being scared is normal being nervous is normal being sad is normal and i don't necessarily think you need to be put on medication because you're feeling sad what do you think about how you're feeling right now so we both admitted that we check at least five of those Mm -hmm. so that that counts as basically clinical depression Mm -hmm. right now you don't feel like maybe you should try something no, because I think you can find solace in, uh, like, I'm not putting in much of an effort to fix these things. And I know being depressed makes it harder to fix these things, but I can always do things to make me feel better. Like, go to jujitsu. Mm-hmm. That's something where if I go, even if I don't want to go, when I leave, I've never not been happy that I went. I'm always like, thank God I went. And did this today. Yep. Because I did not want to go at all. But when you go, no matter what, you're going to feel, okay, I did something, like, I was active, like, I wasn't a lazy piece of shit. I didn't just play video games. That's perfect. Yeah, I think that's, uh, so what you're describing there is, like, optimism. Yeah. So you still believe it's easy to get out. You can easily see yourself turning it around. Oh, yeah, 100%. And I I don't think everyone in the world has that capability either there are some people that don't handle things as well as others well that's what that that's what it's about and i would say i would say it might not be the person but the level of severity of the depression yeah 
Definitely. So personally, I've, I've felt many different, like, if, if you can do depression, like, 1 to 10, right? I think I've felt maybe all the way up to 7 or 8. Yeah. And all the way back, like, I've experienced 1. Like, mm-hmm. same as you right now, I'm probably not that high in my own scale. Yeah. Because I have that same thing, optimism. I can turn it around. Yeah. But I've also gone further down. I feel like the higher up the scale you go, the optimism factor comes out of it. Exactly. Completely. That's the thing. And that's why I'm saying um, it might not be like, I don't think it's like a weak person versus a strong person thing. No, it has nothing to do with weak or strong. It's just some people, you know, they've, if if someone's dealt with stuff like that for a while, then like, you're going to be more like, you can turn it around quicker because you've been dealing with that. But that's also necessarily not true either. See, I'm a moron. So, like, sometimes, you, like, you can get to those points where you're so beaten down, even if you've been going through it for a while, you can't get out of it. So, I I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> That's why I, I kind of love this topic, because yeah. if, you, if you don't think about it deeply, you could have all these misconceptions. And it starts right at the top level where, like, people think, oh, if you're depressed, just just work out harder or you know they give you some bullshit advice yeah because and you know that's bullshit and you always get that type of advice from people that haven't been in your shoes no and now like as we go farther and deeper into the topic you're like hmm is it even because of that you know like yeah that's awesome that you're figuring that out and like i have that same thing um i'll think i know what i'm talking about and then i think about it a little more and i'm like i have no fucking clue what i'm talking about (laughs) and like that's why this is so hard to diagnose and figure out how to fix yeah because so we were talking about so you you think you're probably not severe. You probably don't need medication. It's probably better if you not to take medita- medication right now. Yeah. Because you feel like you can still do it, which is optimism. And I, I would agree with you. If you don't feel like you need medication, then I think it would be a bad idea. Yeah. Like, I don't have debilitating depression by any means. Like, I can get out of bed. I've been exercising a lot more, and I've been doing things to keep myself busy and doing things that make me happy. And, like, I feel myself getting better, you know? Yep. Like, I see light at the end of the tunnel. But sometimes optimism, for some people, you don't get to that light no matter how much optimism you try to put into your life. Well, I think I was at that point probably at least once in my life. It's probably three years ago. Really? Yep. Right before I moved uh, away from Texas, I was really depressed. And was there, like, a series of life events that led you to get to that depressed? Or, like, was it just something that... It just it just happened? See, that this is why... Um, so this is something me and Steve, actually, we talk about this all the time yeah. for like 15 years. Steve's a great guy. <laughs> yeah. So we are, we're very aware of our own uh, cycles and what's going on because we talk about it all the time. Yep. And before that depression, 2017, I had always been able to rationalize like, oh, it's because I graduated and I didn't have a job. And I'd say, that's why. Or, oh, it's because this happened. That's why. But this was the first one and the worst one I ever experienced where I was like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what this is. Because I was really happy before that. I was doing great. That was when uh, Steve and I were doing the podcast in Texas. Yep. We were working out all the time. I was going to jujitsu all the time. Um, and then I just got depressed. But again, gradually, like I just stopped feeling as happy. And then I felt kind of normal. And then all of a sudden it was hard to go to jujitsu. And then all of a sudden I didn't care about jujitsu mm-hmm. until I get to the point where I, I really, uh, I actually sought out a doctor, but I didn't end up taking pills. No, I was close. Yeah. And then I moved to Mexico and then I got better. <laughs> but that was the one time I reached that point. And the, the difference I think is I did not have any optimism at that point. Yeah. I, I could not see turning it around because 
what you have right now and what I have right now too is you see like oh those things are good for us we should do them yep I didn't fucking care I was like maybe that'd be good for me but I don't even care yeah, like the- and that's how I knew it was like that bad so I kind of want to circle back to something you said in the beginning where you're trying to rationalize your depression. Mm. So when you say, oh, it's because of this, it's because of that. It's similar to someone that's addicted to like alcohol or nicotine, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to quit drinking. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I had a great day at work and like the football game's on. Yep. So I'm going to have a drink. You know what yep. I mean? Like trying to rationalize like, oh, like I can quit tomorrow. Like it's kind of similar to what you were doing with depression where you're trying to rationalize why you're depressed there's this addict who's rationalizing why they're going to their vice even though they're trying to stop yeah i think that's true <clears throat> there's a lot of denial yeah right like not really know what's going on and trying to rationalize it and like this is normal <clears throat> yeah and that's that's what happens when you go through it your whole life um because for me i've experienced it consistently like it'll come and go for me yeah do you think same for you, or was this a new thing for you this year? I feel like I was a pretty happy kid, like, growing up, but I was always a very nervous kid. Mm. I was a, very much a mama's boy, and anytime like, she didn't answer the phone, I assumed she was dead. And I was always super anxious, like, Anxiety. all the time. Mm. And I, I went to a doctor when I was a kid, and it was only for, like, a few visits, but I felt like it helped. But I don't know if my childhood anxiety has led me to where I am now. Did you have panic attacks? I wouldn't say full-blown panic attacks. Like, I had, like, typical, like, kid hissy fits. Okay. Like, there was one time, for instance, I was dropped off at the movies with my cousin. We get out of the movie, no one answers. I start bawling my eyes out, freaking out. But not, like, full-blown, like, like, hyperventilating panic attacks. Damn. And then, growing up, it just, you're just fine. Yeah, I mean, like... Stuff happened with my family along the lines, and I always chalked it up to, oh, I'm just sad, blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, I just chalked it up to, oh, this is just a tough time. It'll get better. Mm. So I never really recognized it. Like I told you, I I didn't really even think about me the possibility of me being depressed until like I actually looked at the symptoms, and I was like, oh. And I was actually looking it up for someone else. Like, maybe they're depressed. And I looked it up, and I was like, oh, th- <laughs> really? this kind of... This is kind of me. You Were you looking at that same list, probably? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. So that's when I was like, oh, I think I'm depressed, I guess. Damn. But it, it just felt so normal that I didn't ever think that I could have possibly been depressed. I think there's got to be tons of people like that then, right? There's got to be so many people like that. Yeah. And especially, like, our generation of males is, like, taught, like, oh, don't show your feelings. You're a pussy. Mm-hmm. And that leads to a lot of people just bottling things up inside of them and then just one day coming to that breaking point. Yeah. Like, I've ne- I never in a million years... If you had asked me in high school if I would ever be sitting down with a friend recording myself talking about depression, I would say, no way, I'd never be able to show my face again. So feeling like you can't reach out to somebody or talk to somebody about it. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So I think that's like the... A, a massive problem with a lot of people because they don't know they're depressed but it's affecting them every day yeah and like they're not even open to it like to, no, to I, let I, that thought even like might I be depressed no of course not I'm not depressed I gotta be strong I gotta be a man right. for my family that makes perfect sense and then if you don't how would you know if you don't look it up like I, I had no idea how would you know you wouldn't know you would just <laughs> chalk it up to this is normal day to day behavior yeah Life and just sucks. and also like when you look around you seems pretty normal to be in a pretty bad mood all the time yeah 
Like most people seem to be in a pretty bad mood all the time. <laughs> so that's another reason why, like, it would also just if you don't think about it and you're not open to it, it just seems normal. Yeah. Another thing about that is though, I feel like just like when you're in public, you're more amped up as it is and closed off with the public. So maybe this is me rationalizing it again, but I just chalk it up as them to not wanting to deal with other people. Yeah, of course. So. But I, I do see what you're saying, where I feel like a lot of people are depressed and don't realize it. Probably. Because if, if you don't know the symptoms, what do you, like, it's just, oh, yeah, normal. This is what happens. Yeah. Do you feel like there's been an increase in depression with this generation as opposed to past generations? Like... Your parents, your parents' parents. Do you feel like it's more prevalent now than it was then, or do you think it was just underdiagnosed because we didn't know as much? That's the uh, that's the exact that's well framed. Yeah, those are the two theories. One is that so so they have noticed the in, uh, the rates are increasing. Mm-hmm. There's data data on that, but and, and you said it yourself. Like, is it just because more people are getting diagnosed now, or is it because something is causing it? I, I think probably something is. I think probably depression really is going up. I think so, too. Probably. But it's impossible to ever do those studies because just the data doesn't go together. Uh, personally, I don't know. Yeah. But I, I think, even though it's really cliche and obvious, but the smartphone stuff has to... It's so huge. It has to be making a big impact. Because so many people are just looking for that validation online. And if they don't get that validation, they do things to get that. Like, they'll... Yeah. Oh, man, maybe it's because I'm chunky. I got to lose weight or blah, blah, blah. Like The validation thing is a huge one, a really, really big one. But I think it's just there's so many different ways and reasons to be addicted. And I, I think it's addiction. You know, you mentioned earlier the addiction thing. I think it's just... If you're using one of those when you're a kid, you're addicted to something without even having a chance. Yeah, because <laughs> your parents just threw that in your face to keep you quiet. Yeah, you never had a chance. Yeah. Um, and it's just always having something you can go to. Like, I feel like people are never alone in their own thoughts ever anymore. No. They're always always with somebody. And I'm guilty of it, too, where, like, I'm bored. I don't necessarily want to look at anything, but I mm. don't want to be in my own head. So I'm just going to scroll mindlessly. I do it every night. Every single night. <laughs> every night. Even when I should be going to sleep, I'm like, I maybe I should just look and see what's going on in the world and read something. You know and what's fucked up? Mind. Uh, I even meditate. Um... Every day, I, I always meditate 20 minutes a day. So I'm like trying to be more aware and whatever, right? Yep. But then I have a bunch of hours to myself at night before I go to sleep, and I just do the opposite of meditation, where I just fill my mind with something, look at my phone, and then if I get off my phone, like I, you know, it, it's an exaggeration to say I panic and look for something else, but it's also kind of true. Yeah. It's like, whoa, what am I going to do? Yeah. Uh, should I read or should I watch something or? I'll put something on the TV. Yeah, Even when yeah. you put something on the TV, you're like, they're not giving me enough information to fill my head. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go look at my phone again. That's addiction, right? It is. And if we... Um, <clears throat> when did that hit? We were a little bit older. Yeah, because I remember having like the Nokia brick, and that was a different kind of addiction. That was like, a Snake is really cool. I'm going to play Snake all the time. Yeah, that's but it's like... not the same <clears throat> as digesting all of this information. Lots of the information you read is just bad. Because that's what gets clicks. So people just put out bad mm. information, and you fill your head with all this tragedy and horror. And how is how does that affect what's going on in people's heads? You just think this world is fucked, we're doomed. Yeah. Like it's crazy. So you just have this device at all times that's like 
So we both agree it's fucking you up. And yes, people are growing up. Yeah, it's so. <sighs> yeah, we're probably done. Yeah, it's probably over. <laughs> the, the lack of like social interaction and stuff too, like even being in quarantine, like in the beginning of COVID and everything, like when we were allowed to like go out and do stuff again, I like didn't know how to talk to people. Mm-hmm. It's like, like we were talking about diminishing skills, like lifting. If you don't lift every day, if you don't talk to the public on a daily basis, like it, you, that's a, that's a skill that you can lose. Absolutely. It's a skill you can lose, and I've noticed that mine is slipping, <laughs> especially yeah. going into the dating world after being married and in a relationship for six years, and then in quarantine to never talking to anybody else mm. to, I have to try to make this girl think I'm cool. Dude, I absolutely <laughs> understand where you're going with that. It's brutal. That's crazy, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I got home um, from Indonesia November 30th, I think. Yep. No, no, not... October. I left on Halloween. Okay. And I got back in early November. Anyway. Great band, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go on. Um, and I had I was dating. I, I had sex the day I left. Okay. And then I got home, and I was like, eh, I'm just not going to date. It's been like three and a half, four months now. I have not talked to girls. I just have not done it. And now I, I'm completely empathized with what you're saying. I just feel like I cannot do it anymore. I feel like I must have forgotten. So I'm going to be honest with you. When you started that story, I thought you meant like you were dating this one specific girl. Then you got here and you said, I'm not going to date. And I thought you were going to say, and I three or four months and I haven't <laughs> talked to her at all. And I was like, you are such a piece of shit. No. <laughs> Give her some closure. <laughs> she well, thinks that, you're dead. That happened too. But Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. No, but anyway, yeah. So I just went from... Having that skill to not having that skill. Yeah. And it's like uh, it's like anything else. It happens slowly, day by day. Just a little bit worse, and then a little bit worse, and then a little bit worse. Every day. I yeah. felt like I was so smooth online before. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like a boomer, the one that takes a selfie where you see only half the face and the glasses, and I put a corny Facebook banner over it. Just starting over again. Yeah. So yeah. it is a tough road to go down. Starting over again sucks, man. But it's also exciting. It's so exciting. Well, with dating especially, yes. Yes. But especially with fitness for me, um, it's also exciting. You're starting again. But... It destroys your ego. Uh, and it, you're just like, I was already here before. Yeah. Why didn't I just... Why didn't I just not? Yeah. <laughs> why didn't I just keep going? So this is how, exactly how I felt the other day. And also, like... Sometimes I feel like I don't realize how fat I've gotten until I start losing weight. And I'm like, oh my God, I got so fat. I didn't even realize. Usually it takes me like seeing a picture at a bad angle and I'm like, I got to do something quick. Fuck. This is yeah. not okay. Yeah. What the fuck happened? It sucks because, and this, this is also so cliche, but it you gain it slowly over time. No, I'm sorry. You lose it really slowly over time. Yeah. But you can gain so fast. Yeah. So if you just have a bad month, you're fucked. You, Dude, it's like six months of progress. Even I feel like at gone. this age, if I have a bad couple days, yeah. I'm fucked. It sucks. There are some days I wake up and I'm like, oh, you're looking like you're trimming up a bit. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, have some beer tonight. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You got chips and queso in the fridge? Indulge. So this kind of loops back into the whole depression thing. Because I would say for myself, I've, this is something I've experienced regularly for as long as I can remember. 
Yeah, we kind of trailed off a little bit. You were yeah. talking about like going through childhood with depression and experiencing regularly, and then we just went off the rails for like 10 Well, minutes. no, I, th- I think it works well because it, it circles back to the, the whole question of forming. It's like, that happens regularly, what we just talked about. Yeah. Like, just gaining a bunch of weight. Mm-hmm. And if I'm saying that's depression, and that's happened to me so many times, it almost makes me think that I should do definitely do something about it. You think medicine would be something that you'd want to go to, like that that path you want to go down? I've never even talked to a therapist. I tried a couple times. And recently I've been thinking about it. Um, I called a therapist like two weeks ago and left a message and they never called me back. So clearly not the one for the job. So we're both in the exact same position again. We both kind of, we've thought about it, but mm-hmm. we've not, never actually done it. Yeah, and like, on, like I could have followed up with another call. I could have mm-hmm. looked for another therapist, but I didn't. I said, that didn't work. Okay, I'll figure it out. And for me too, that's uh, that's harder when I'm depressed too, because when uh, in that 2017, the really bad one, I, I was thinking about calling a therapist for a long time, but I just couldn't do it. I was too afraid and too like the depression makes everything harder to do. So you've never actually talked to a therapist before? No, really. So that would be step one, absolutely. Yeah, I've always preached. I think even if you're not depressed, I think everyone needs a life coach and someone with an unbiased ear to just hear your problems and give a life them life coach. As life coach, I mean like therapist. Oh, <laughs> just someone. I just got to, so mad because you, I just think of like life coach, like fucking life coaches. Yeah. No way. You were ready to walk out of here. I was ready to go. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean like, ther- like a therapist, someone to talk to, that like is unbiased to all these situations. They can take what you say, dissect it, and give you their opinion. So you preach it, but you've never actually done it. Never done, not once. Me too. I know it's a good idea, but I've it's, never it's, done it's it. a great idea. <laughs> Indecisiveness. Instead, we decided to start a podcast and talk about our problems, so we yeah. don't have to go to a therapist. Dude, life coaches. That that's just stuck in my head now. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many of those in Bali. Dude, I got really? to tell, tell you a quick story about life coaches. So. Um, I used to go to this cafe all the time and there was this other guy that I used to talk to all, all the time there yep. and one day he came in and he's like I met the most amazing girl she's a life coach um, she changes people's lives she's so magnetic people just gravitate towards her like she, she's just amazing the one thing is she just can't get her finances in order she, needs, she just needs money to get to the next step and some other guy goes sounds like she needs a life coach yeah <laughs> <laughs> and that like when I think of life coaches I'm sorry but that's what I think of I just think of like those people that their that, whole job is having you know what I mean yeah. you know I'm what I'm so about, right? good at life I'm gonna teach you how to do it but I just can't get my money straight yeah <laughs> sounds like a scam lady there's just so many of those things online that it's, it's just like that like your whole um, her way to get her life in order is to help you get your life in order so it's kind of like a pyramid scheme of self-improvement yeah right so I just yeah that's I'm sensitive to that stuff <laughs> but yeah therapy's a good idea <laughs> yeah no therapy's a good idea and who's that guy Gary Vaynerchuk? I fucking hate that guy. Me too. <laughs> I hate him so much. Just go fucking do it, man. Yeah, yeah. Dude, shut up. He's the type of guy we're talking about that just, like, doesn't understand... Um, he does not understand real depression. You can tell just from listening to his videos. Yeah. Like... I made it myself, man. Just do it. Yeah. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're... He's so fucking cringe. And I remember, like, the first, like, couple videos I saw of his, I was like, this guy... You know what? Yeah. Go do it. No, he's really good at it. Yeah, no, no he's I've good at it. I've watched a lot of his stuff. <laughs> You subscribe to his YouTube channel? I'm a fan of his, but I don't. You have a Gary Vee tat on your back? Dude, I like him. Yeah? No, he's smart. Um, I think he's definitely smart. I just, he bothers me. I think it's just because mm-hmm. I see him so often now that I'm forced to hate him. Yep, probably what it is. <laughs> well, I don't know. Because it's not that easy for everybody. You can't just go fucking do it. That's actually probably a great thing to talk about because, so when you are depressed, 
you see guys like Gary Vee or any number of guys doing any sort of things like that on social media, they're trying to sell some sort of make you feel better. Mm -hmm. That's what all those programs, no matter what they're for, whether they're for finances or fitness and nutrition, whatever they are, the first thought is I'm going to feel better if I do this. Yeah. So if you're depressed and you're not really open and understanding and you're not learning about it, you might see something like that and think, oh, this is the answer. Yeah. And just waste your money. Yeah. When probably you should do something more like therapy. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, it's even if you're wasting your money, it's a good sign that you're willing to do something to help it. Like that, that's that's an important step. You're willing to try something. Granted, you may be dumb and you tried the wrong thing. Yep. But at least you tried, you failed. Now try something else. Like you learned from that. Yeah, and you gotta ultimately you gotta go through it to learn from it. Even just hearing somebody else say it and you think, oh, that's that's true. Mm-hmm. You still have to experience it yourself to learn from it. Yeah. But that is like uh, so when we're talking about misunderstanding depression. Mm-hmm. I used to think that way when I was a lot younger. Like I would feel kind of depressed, or I didn't even know it was depression. I yeah. just kind of feel bad. And I would see, like, for example, working out was the first thing where I was like, I need to get fit, and then I won't be depressed. Yeah. That was my first, like, I I was always depressed because I was a fat kid, and I was like, okay, if I get fit, then I won't be depressed anymore. And then I did get fit, and I felt good, but then I got depressed again. I feel like you always need that next thing. I was like, oh, that's not the answer. So I think if you don't really understand depression or what you're feeling, you might think there's an answer. Hmm. I'm being pretty bleak right now, huh? No, but honestly, there may not be an answer to it. In That's some cases, there like. are no answers. That's kind of what I feel like. I think it's something that just comes back. Yeah. Like you go in remission for a while, so yep. to speak. Next thing you know, another thing happens and things just pile on. I, just, I think it's important to take these like negative experiences in your life and use those as not so much motivation, learning experiences... And just being, like, understanding that you're going to be stronger for going through that. That's how I get through a lot of the stuff. I say, okay, like, stuff with my family. I learned a lot, like, about, like, don't trust anyone. Even though that's a terrible thing to think, I have, like, a horrible time, like, a very hard time trusting people. I'm very skeptical of everyone's ulterior motives. Sure. And that's from stuff with my parents. But I say, okay, I learned from that. Like, I'm better from that. Like, I can deal with more pain because I went through that. So I almost use that as, like, a shield. It makes sense, though. But I also feel like kind of a sociopath because I feel, like, numb to a lot of things. You're definitely a sociopath. Yeah. No, confirmed. (laughs) But, like, there are certain things that happen to me that are terrible, and it won't affect me at all. Like what? I lost two people in my family this year. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't cry once, and I felt, why aren't I like more upset about this? This person was a big part of my life. Why aren't I more upset about this? I had that too. I wonder how common that is. Even with this divorce, I was like, I should be more broken. Everyone that's talked to me has said, you really don't sound like someone that's going through a divorce right now. Mm. Interesting. And it just, it doesn't bother me. But on the other hand... I'll stumble across a video of a dog like reuniting with someone that went to Iraq for six months and they're mm. super happy and then I'll bawl my eyes out. Yeah. I, I don't understand it at all. I can relate to that too. I've had that same thing happen. Where you just don't get affected by like terrible experiences and you feel bad for not feeling worse. Yeah, especially losing people in your life. I've had that happen and not feel anything and, and wonder like, do I feel something? Yeah. yeah. 
and you can feel really bad. You can feel guilty for not feeling like you feel anything. Yeah. I have that too. You feel like you almost need to like force, like force it. I wonder what that is exactly. I wonder if that's like, is there really no emotion or is it repression and it's just inside or... It could be, but I think when you're dealing with depression, even if it's sadness, you lose the ability to feel. Mmm. Well said. Even if it is something that's going to make you more sad, you lose the ability to be able to let that affect you. I think that's Cause true. Because you don't feel fucking anything. I think that's true, yeah. That's that's my takeaway. That was that was my explanation for it. Like, maybe I just can't feel anything. Yeah. Sounds like Linkin Park lyrics, but... I know. That's, that is what it is. Yeah. Wake me up inside. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Literally a Linkin Park lyric. No, that's so true. Yeah, you just get less... Hmm. Even though it's something that's going to make you sad... Even though it's something that is playing into what you're feeling already, it doesn't affect you because you're you're already beyond the point of caring. If depression was a scale, this right here is how you would feel. For the listeners at home, I'm using my hands as a scale here. On top is the hand. This is how you feel when this person dies, when you're a normal like mood level. You're not right. depressed. Then you're sad. Yep. But when this happens, you're already down here. Ah, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, if, if if losing a loved one is minus 30 happiness, but you're already at a minus 40, it's not going to register. Yeah. What's another cup of water while you're drowning? I like that. That's that's very well set up. It's perfect. And you know what? You just proved you're depressed because you said you like that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I'm at negative 40. <laughs> it's just... Um, it's th- That's why it's so hard to diagnose and treat because everyone is different. Everyone's mind works different. And there's just so many variables. Yeah. For me, um, learning more about it actually helps a lot, though. It helps you feel better about being depressed, knowing more about depression? Yes. How so? Because it's like a self-awareness thing. Yeah. Um, reading in general, for me, is big. Like with the, So anything I read, if I relate to it, that makes... Either you're learning something new or you're relating to something and you say, oh, I feel that too. Or yeah. and you feel that sense of someone's with me. Yes. We feel the same. I'm not alone. Exactly. And then reading specific stuff about depression, like for instance, that list, mm-hmm. having those words to put to the feelings or whatever they are, I, I can see it. And it, it seems less, um, it's almost like if there's a, like a monster in a scary movie and you don't know what it looks like. It's, it's almost scary. scarier. Yes. Cloverfield. Exactly. Cloverfield's a good movie. Yeah. I watched 10 Cloverfield Lane 2 the other night. That's pretty good, too. That's pretty solid. That's one with John Goodman. Yes. He's great in it. Yeah. Yeah. Great movie. He's also good in Red State. Have you ever seen that? I'm pretty sure I have, but I can't remember. Kevin Jones? Jay and Silent Bob. No, I Who's didn't direct- Who's the director? Is it Kevin Jones? Kevin Smith? Smith, yeah. Kevin Smith. So he directs this, but it's like a thriller movie. Okay. And it's about, like, this crazy church cult that kidnaps these kids and them trying to get out of it. So I, I like when directors such as Kevin Smith, known for like Jane Silent Bob, like you do like shit and dick jokes, yep, and then they do something serious and it comes out great. Like it was an awesome movie. I love John Goodman too, so I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah that's cool. he doesn't have a big part till the end, but um, it's it's a good fucking movie. You know, every time I see John Goodman in something, I I I'll go through the same thing and just go, I thought he was dead. 
was like, oh no, he died in Roseanne. Did you watch that show? <laughs> no, it's, no, it was Roseanne he died in. Yeah, <laughs> that's John Goodman's life. Actually, it's just Roseanne. I thought he was dead, and then I, he's not. It happens every time. <laughs> that's too funny. Uh, oh yeah, he was like, no, he's not like that. I was talking about the monster thing again, but, but anyway, yeah. So if I if I know more about it, then I can kind of see it, and it's less scary. Yeah, no, definitely. And also easier to um, easier to know where you're at, like where we were talking about before. We both feel like optimistic about the future, so we're probably okay. Yeah. Right. And being able to recognize that versus being able to recognize the other thing, it makes it less dangerous too. I think. Yeah, because the key like you have that optimism, and you know I have to do this in order to get to that light at the end of the tunnel. Right. So. Yeah, like, I take, like, small victories every day. You know what I mean? Like, oh, got to work on time. Small victory. Made my bed before I left, you know? That stuff's really important. Worked out. Like, yeah. it's the small little milestones you set for yourself. Yeah. Even if it's do 30 push-ups by the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You set that milestone, you hit that goal, and then you're more inclined to set more goals for yourself. Yep. And I think that's very important when you're trying to get out of a rut, is setting small, achievable goals that you can hit on a daily basis and slowly work your way up to these bigger goals to get yeah. you to the point where you want to be. It's uh, great advice. Yeah, I have stuff like that. And so there's two things I can relate that back to depression with is like, when I'm feeling pretty good, it's mm-hmm. so easy to get those things done, right? So easy. But then when you're feeling pretty depressed, they become harder and harder and harder, right? Yeah. So even just noticing that they're getting harder could help you too. be more aware of like, oh, maybe I have to make an extra effort. Or... Time to push a little harder here. Yeah, if that's possible, yeah. And I think that's why, like, even with jujitsu, I'll sign up for competitions even if I'm not ready because mm-hmm. I know it'll kick my ass in the gear. Like, I have to get ready for that's this. That's great advice too. Or I'm going to get fucked up. That's I have to lose really weight. Advice, yeah. I'll sign up for a weight class lower than the one I'm currently in. I'll have to drop 10, 15 pounds, whatever it is. And yep. it just, it puts me on the right track. Some of the best times of my life have been before competitions, actually, now that I think about it. You get I, a different headspace. Like, you're more worried about that competition, like, in a, a few months or whatever, and everything else in life just seems easier. I like it, and I don't. I like it because it, it puts me on that, like, straight path, like, okay, time to get fucking serious. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it consumes my life. Yeah. Not even just, like, getting ready for it, but mentally. Yeah. It's all I think about. I get sick at night. Like, I lose sleep. And then, like, day before the competition, I'm up all night, can't sleep. I have to cut weight the next day. Yeah. So I have to worry about, like, not eating or drinking until I weigh in. And then I have to worry about fighting another person. I'm not that bad. I, uh, yeah, it just didn't bother me that much. I was just excited about it. The thing is, though, for me, when you step out onto the mat Mm -hmm. and they say, okay, like, the bell rings, Mm -hmm. all that anxiety, anything in my mind is gone sure I have one thing on my mind and it's not getting murdered by the guy across from me yeah because before that you were projecting into the future about all these things that could happen just constantly thinking about it and now all of a sudden you're doing it so you're not thinking about it anymore yeah and it's just and you you feel better and there's not many things in my life that I've done that can completely clear my head of absolutely everything yeah because it's 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 like high stakes chess like you're thinking of the next move you're going to do while also trying to defend what they're doing and just trying to survive and like but you can't afford to think of anything else yeah it's, it's great jujitsu's great yeah in fact I think if you have a podcast you have to say jujitsu's great pretty much everyone yeah <laughs> yeah Oos, right yeah exactly <laughs> so yeah and but the thing is like lately I haven't been going as much and I don't know if it's because I just it's hard to get me there 
I've been going and lifting with our friend down the road. Yep. But that's two minutes away. It's that's a lot easier for me than driving a half hour to the gym and rolling. Yeah. There's another less lesson in that too, like make it easier for you because I have the same thing, like Exactly. There's a few different levels of what I could do. Like, oh, I could go to jujitsu, or I could go to the gym, or I could work out at home. Yeah. And just do the one you can do at the time. Make it easy for yourself Make it at easy first. for yourself, yeah. And then really start to challenge yourself when you get in that groove. Yep. That's great advice, too. I never even really thought of it that way, where it set the easy goals first. Yeah. If you had a home gym, like, if you had your own home gym, how badass would that be? I would love it. That's goals. Would absolutely love it. Yeah. A nice power rack. There we go. Luckily, I have one two minutes down the road at Sudo's house. Yeah, I gotta see that. Yeah, it's a nice little setup. We have, we, we get everything we need to get done there. Said he's got a squat rack, right? Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. But damaging my ego because I'm not squatting when I used to squat ah, at all. Just keep at it. Yeah, whatever. I want to kind of circle back because we were talking about movies. I know we weren't talking about being depressed and watching movies, but I feel like all of the content that I consume, whether it's music or movies, is super depressing shit. <clears throat> You're an emo boy. Sad Boys Club. Yep. Sad Boys Club. And I think, I don't know what, it, like, all my music, super depressing. Yep. All my favorite movies, I've had people, I've been like, oh, watch this movie. And then, like, afterwards, they're like, hey, you all right? Like, you good? I can completely relate to that, too. Like, I tell people, oh, I love Blue Valentine. Have you ever seen Blue Valentine? <sighs> Ryan Gosling. Great movie. Yeah. But you're not going to feel good after you watch it. I watched uh, in Eternal Sunshine. Of the Spotless Mind. Yeah. Great Last movie week. as well. That's Was it the for the first time? No, no. I okay. watching it. Okay. Super depressing. Yeah. But great movie. Great Loved movie. It. Watch Blue Valentine. I think it's on Netflix. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's, we're going to follow this love story, mm. but it is not a happy ending at all. I just don't like Ryan Gosling, but maybe... I, I love Ryan Gosling. Do you really? Yeah. I just don't like him. Why? I don't know. It's like... Is it because he was in The Notebook? No. Did you see the movie Drive? That's why I don't like him. Drive. Get out. <laughs> I love that movie. Is it because he doesn't talk at all? Yeah. But that's part of it. Like, see, listen, within five minutes, he's your man. Anything outside of that, he's out. He doesn't carry a gun. He just drives. It's just so annoying. Just he looks so smug and just like, ugh. Like, I'm Brian Gosling. Like, fuck you. He's got a touch of the tism in that movie. (laughs) What is it? Blue Velvet? (laughs) No, Blue Valentine. Blue Valentine. (laughs) Yeah, Red Velvet Cake. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to save that. Do you, um,. But yeah, I, I like that. I like sad stuff too. Yeah, Evil my fa- my favorite rapper is Juice World, and he just talks about wanting to die and doing drugs. Like Bright Eyes, one of my favorite sad bands. Yeah, every every mu- every like all the music I listen to is all super depressing. Then do you think you like being sad on some level? I think I do. Mm. I think it's just feeling something, which is why I like the sad movies. I don't want to watch a mm. bubblegum pop bullshit movie. Oh, it was kind of funny, and everything was happy. I like when the main character dies at the end. But let's revert this back to, um, because you said you like feeling sad. But if you're sad... I don't know if it's so much sad. I think I just want to feel something. Mm. And maybe you don't feel anything when you watch, like, a stupid movie, like uh, Avengers or something like that. I mean, I still enjoy those movies, but I'd prefer to watch something and just be like, holy shit, I can't believe that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like... 
Something that tugs at your emotions. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Like, one of my favorite movies is Good Time. Super fucked up movie. Good Time. So this guy has a, um, a mentally handicapped brother. Is that the proper term to use? I don't know, because it changes. It's fine. Okay. A mentally <laughs> handicapped brother, right? Yeah. And he manipulates him into robbing a bank. Okay. He gets away, the mentally handicapped brother goes to prison. Ooh. And it's just such a fucked up story. And it is so sad. Yeah. But I love it. All right. I'll put that one down, too. Giving you a lot of good movie recommendations. And you know what? Robert Pattinson's in that one. And I was like, the Twilight guy? Fuck this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's awesome. He plays such a good scumbag. Good time. Mm-hmm. It's from the same director that did Uncut Gems, A24, that mm. uh, series. And he actually plays the mentally handicapped brother. Which one's Robert Pattinson? That one, dude. Okay. That's the Twilight guy. I can just tell I don't like him either. But he's... Well, he's got blonde hair, bleached blonde hair, yeah. and a goatee. Ah, really good ratings, though. 92%. That's not bad. It's on Netflix. Yeah, Netflix, and I think so is Blue Valentine. All right, got a couple more movies. Yeah. But for some reason, I always gravitate towards super depressed, fucked up movies. Yeah. Mm. A couple sad boys. Sad Boys Club. Mm-hmm. Check out our merch store at www.donthaveawebsite.com. Is that name taken? Have you checked? Must be, right? Doubly negative? No, Sad Boys. You think you like Sad Boys better? Well, I like that for merch. Um, is yeah. Doubly, is that one taken? I looked it up on Spotify and I didn't see it. Yeah. Sad Boys, though. <clears throat> sad Boys. You know what's pretty cool? Um, the one I was doing with Art of Swiping. Oh, yep. Um, we haven't done anything with that for a year or more. Um, but we still have the domain name. And I got an email saying that it's worth like... $1,000. Like, the domain name, artofswiping.com. Mm-hmm. I guess people are looking for it. So maybe we can sell it. Sell that. We convert this into a studio. Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, dude. Yeah, it doesn't look like Sad Boys is taken as far as podcast goes. Yeah? But I already told the guy about the logo. No, no, no. I like doubly negative. What about that one? What do you mean? No, that one's not taken. I already looked that up. Oh, I just asked you that question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I looked that up before we started. Not taken. But, you know, if we were to do a shirt, just say sad boys, and not like a hand-drawn, oh, yeah. frowny face. This brand can go many places. Yeah. To the moon. <laughs> of course. It's a super depressing rocket with yeah. very lackluster flares. <laughs> it's going to take a long time to get to the moon, <laughs> but it'll get there Cause, eventually. Because <laughs> everyone's going to wake up and say, no, nah, I don't want to no, do not that today. today. <laughs> yeah. Not today. <laughs> so that's how that's going to go. But we're going to get there. One day. And I think we're going to have fun with it. No. You want to wrap there? Definitely. Okay, awesome. Another great episode? Yes. I say another great episode because we have one episode that will not be released till later. I already mentioned that. Stay tuned, pay us money, and we'll give it to you. Bye. This is life being bound to love.